Welcome to Scaling Up, the podcast where we scale up on our knowledge so we don't scale up our systems. I'm Trace Blackmore, the host of the Scaling Up H2O podcast. Welcome to the show. Folks, I want to start straight out with something that everybody seems to love. Everybody's getting behind it. They're uh, stretching their minds. They're they're doing something different each and every week. Well, of course, I'm talking about James's challenge. So here is another installment of James's challenge. Hello, Scaling Up Nation. It's time for another James's Challenge to help you grow as an industrial water treatment professional, drop by drop. James's Challenge is... Leave the customer's lab space or work area cleaner than you found it. You don't want to be that person the customer dreads when they see you coming in because you leave their area a mess. Many people take pride in an orderly and clean space. And if you are someone they always have to clean up after, well, I think you know that's not a good thing. I was taught early on that I should always leave the customer's work area cleaner than I found it. That has stuck with me throughout my career. It doesn't take much time or effort. Be sure to share your experience on LinkedIn by tagging it with hashtag JC21 and hashtag ScalingUpH2O. This is James McDonald, and I look forward to seeing what you share. Well, Nation, today's episode is going to be very different than what we have ever done before. In fact, when we did our episode planning, I was really shocked that we had so many scaling up listeners that wanted to know, how do we create the Scaling Up H2O podcast? I didn't think it was that interesting, but apparently the nation, you want to know about what are all the behind the scenes things that we need to do to put on this fantastic podcast. Well, let me tell you, they have changed tremendously from where it was on the very first episode to where we are right now. And what I'm talking about specifically is it's not just me doing it. When I first had this idea to do it, I researched what I could and I found the tools that I could use and I started doing this podcast by myself. And I did that for a a good amount of time. But I also know that there is no limit to what you can create if you have a strong team behind you. And that's what you're going to hear today. You're going to hear what we do to get a show to you, what you are used to each and every Friday. You're going to hear what we do from the team members of the Scaling Up H2O team. Scaling Up Nation, I have not one but two lab partners today. Yes, that's double the value for your listening pleasure. I have the people that are behind the show, behind the Scaling Up H2O podcast. All I do is talk. These people make the show actually worth listening to. I can't do that on my own, obviously. So my lab partners today are Lauren Von Felt and Sean Dooley. How are you guys? Doing great. Thanks for having us. Great. Happy to be here. 
So, uh, Lauren, let's start off with you. You and I did an episode before. You and I have been working together. You helped me keep everything organized, including the podcast. And you've helped several people in the Scaling Up Nation with your virtual assistant placement service. But if case the Scaling Up Nation didn't catch that episode, what do you want to tell the Scaling Up Nation about yourself? Well, a couple of years ago, I got a call from a guy that needed help with his admin assistant kind of work, and that was Trace. And little did I know it was going to be a lot of stuff helping with the podcast, which has been really fun and exciting. And I love how creative you are and that I get to help you with all that stuff. But also, I do project management and all sorts of other kind of administrative tasks. So that has all grown so much since you and I started working together that I get to help lots of business owners and executives help them with all of their administrative tasks and just make them look good. So yeah, that's kind of where, how I come into this. Well, Sean, where do you want to start with that? I am an audio engineer and podcast producer. I got introduced to Scaling Up when uh, Trace contacted me looking for an editor for his show and have been working with him for several years now. Sean, I don't know if I ever told you this, but I was interviewing several people uh, to help me edit the podcast. You were actually my third editor that I had. I had not excellent experiences with the other two. And uh, again, I was interviewing some other people and, and you just knocked it out of the park. You said, uh, any chance we can get on a video call and we can, we can talk through this? Nobody else offered that. And then as we did that, you were checking out my equipment and you were having me make adjustments on that call. That was so awesome. Yeah, I, I know a lot of it can be overwhelming for people when they first get started on it. There's just so many moving parts when it comes to making a podcast. And if someone doesn't have the technical knowledge, it just seems like there's just so many things to tweak and try to get perfect. And it's something that I've been studying for a long time. And I've just, you know, been in the trenches, dealt with so many situations. And it's just, it's kind of fun for me to kind of help people get the most out of what they have. Well, you've definitely helped the audio quality of this show. You made things a lot easier for me on my end. You know, I'm really surprised that so many people are interested in how we get a show to the finalized state, to something that they can listen to and enjoy. So I'm really excited about this. The Scale Up Nation has asked for it. So we're going to go through what we do from beginning to end to get a Scaling Up H2O show out to the nation. So, uh, Lauren, what's our first step? Well, it's usually I get an email from Trace saying, I have this awesome guest. Can you reach out to them? So I, I just love that. I love your enthusiasm for the people that you meet. You're constantly looking around thinking, so people better watch out because they could be the next guest on the show. But you make it such an easy process. So I would say that you tell me who you want to interview and I shoot them a quick email and just say, here is a scheduling link. We'd love to have you on the show. Fill this out and give us some more of your information. Let us know what you might like to talk about. What are you an expertise in? Give us your headshot, your bio, some information about you, and we'll set up a time to record. So, and, and also through that process, we're 
constantly planning. You guys do a great job of finding what are the industry-related events that are going on throughout the year. And sometimes we'll not interview a guest today. We might wait for another month because that's going to coincide better with the industry-related event that's going on. So I want to thank you for that great job because I don't have to go to 40 websites. I just go to the spreadsheet that you make. Yeah, we really try to keep a pulse on what's going on throughout the industry. And so finding out what events are going on, if people are having a call for papers or just any sort of news or events that are going on that we would be able to be your one-stop shop to share that with you and to give you that information. So once we get the guest invited, and we have different types of shows, we have shows that have guests, and then sometimes I'm the only person on the show, and typically we're answering questions from the audience. People are curious, how do we get those questions? What do we do with those questions? So can you answer that? Yeah, so we have a spot on our website where people can submit questions Sometimes we get them via email. They're sent straight to Trace and we file those away and have a big spreadsheet in place that we keep all of those so that when we're planning out the calendar, we know where to fill those in. So we try to do an episode with the guest and then the next one would be an episode where Trace is answering your questions. And sometimes it's a fun episode like we did about Legionella where we can ask some experts and invite people from the field on to help answer those questions. But we're really trying to research and get the best answers for you guys as possible. You brought up Legionella, and that was something that came up during, I guess, Q2 or Q3 uh, strategy meeting that we had. And we were talking about all the events that were being canceled because of COVID-19. And, and you had the idea, well, hey, what if, since we can't have that event in August, what if we do a Legionella month? And, and I can't say celebrate Legionella, but at least make people more aware of Legionella. And, and I've gotten so much feedback of how people have learned, how they've enjoyed that. And, and that all came from a brainstorming session. So that was awesome. Yeah, I think one of the best things that we do is uh, meeting together to kind of put our heads together, what what can we do to really help the Scaling Up Nation and collaborate more um, instead of just working by ourselves and placing episodes on the air? You know, once we figure out what shows we're going to record, then we go into fact-finding mode. And I know you're finding items that maybe the guest has written, posts that they've done. If it's a pinks and blues episode where I'm answering questions, normally I'm now researching those questions to make sure that I might know how to answer it in my own way, but is there a, a better way to answer those questions? So um, I'm not sure people realize how much research we do for the shows. Yeah, for sure. And we're out, you know, on social media with our guests trying to learn more about them and what they're putting out there and just really trying to find the best information that we can to, you know, pack the show full of good, helpful, teachable information for people. When we get the guest booked, uh, we normally invite them to a service we use and tell the audience a little bit about that process. So I use a thing called Acuity to book their meeting. So it's a great free booking tool. 
I get an email once the guest has booked their time. And from there, I create a calendar invite in Trace's Outlook calendar. And using that tool, I plug in a Zencaster link. And Zencaster is a great way that we're able to record every episode. And I believe because it natively records uh, on each computer so that we get the best audio quality so it doesn't sound like we're talking through Zoom or whatever. Um, But I share that link with them. We also like to share a tutorial video with them if they're not familiar with the tool so they can go watch a short video on how to best use that tool so they feel prepared. And then Trace starts writing some interview questions for them that we also attach and share in that calendar invite. So they have everything they need to show up on that day and hop on Zencaster and record with Trace. Now, some people that we've invited on the show, they get a little stressed out. Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm coming on the show. Should they be stressed out? What, what do you think about that? How do we help that? Absolutely not. I, I mean, I've been there. I'm not a public speaker. I don't like uh, doing that kind of stuff. And so I was a little nervous and hesitant, but I knew it was going to be a good thing. And I believe in what Trace does. And so Trace just has a really great way of making you feel comfortable, not afraid, making it really fun. And at the end of the day, you're the expert. We're inviting you on here because you know you know your stuff in and out, whatever you're talking about. So I think that's a helpful tip. And then uh, the great thing with Zencaster is that we're just recording and we can pause and let you take a break. We can let you re-say something. And then with Sean, our editor, he's so good at... Um, just making it sound seamless, like a seamless conversation that you're having with Trace. Yeah, and, and Sean, you are a magician. You make me sound good. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, it's not not much work to make that happen. <laughs> well, I'm now going to bring you into the conversation and thank you for that. I know we've come a long way together with that process. And speaking of that, uh, I'm going to talk about recording now. But, you know, you and I have come up with a way to cue each other. So, uh, you can edit more quickly because I can I can say certain things that you can look for. So we've got a lot to talk about in our process. So once once we get all of those things scheduled, we do all the the backroom work. Now it's time to record the interview, and uh, so that that's my job. And I have a spreadsheet or a, a task list that I use to make sure I don't forget anything. And audience, uh, I'm I'm kind of embarrassed to tell you this, but one of the things on there is use the bathroom. And uh, I get busy doing things, and you might not have to go to the bathroom at the beginning of an interview, but at the end of an hour, that might change, and that's not good to do on a podcast. So. I just thought I would share that with the audience. I always do the podcast from a standing position. I find that uh, I just do a better job of thinking on my feet rather than not on my feet. So I always raise my desk. Sean tells me the exact settings that my microphone needs to be at. So I make sure that it's in the right position. There's a pop filter that I use. Sean, how would you explain a pop filter? A pop filter is... Usually, uh, some sort of thin membrane that goes over the microphone to kind of block any powerful airwaves from hitting the microphone directly. So you won't hear the, you know, that popping kind of booming sound that a lot of P's and B's cause that are plosives. 
And you taught me that word when we first started working together. I had no idea what a plosive was, but that's what that is. So, so now the Scaling Up Nation has learned along with me. So um, I do some sound checks. I've got some software that I pull up on my computer. So in addition to recording on Zencaster, I also record a separate file for my voice. So that way, what you hear in the intro and outro is consistent with uh, what you hear in the interview. And I didn't know to do that. That was one of your recommendations, Sean. Yeah, that's something that I kind of figured out as I was going along, I just wasn't happy with a lot of the sound quality that, you know, these programs where you're recording online, it always compresses it and always, there could be little glitches and stuff. I always try to eliminate that as much as possible. So recording direct from the source, and then I take that and I just put that in with the guest audio and it just ends up being seamless. Yeah, so essentially you now get two files with me speaking. Have you ever had to use one or both files at the same time? No, I don't, I don't think I have. I think the way that we've set it up with you recording directly, that is always just the, the best sounding audio in there. I, I, I can't think of any times where that's failed or anything and we've had to use the other one, but that's a great thing about it too is if one of those methods of recording fails, I always have another one as a backup. So again, I didn't know these things when I started the show four years ago. We've come so far in, uh, in the quality and the efficiency, really, of this show. So uh, we record the guests. You know, something, Sean, also you taught me was uh, before we start recording, you always want me to do a minute of silence. Uh, now, the, the audience never hears that. You, you do something with it. What is it you do? Yeah, so... Once Trace sends me the audio, I take those files and I uh, run them through a few programs that I have. And what I'll do is I'll take that one minute of silence that he sends me, which is room tone, which a lot of the time is whatever is going on in the background, all these kind of subtle sounds that people have all around them all the time, but they don't really notice. It's the air conditioning. It's the fan from your laptop. It's just whatever the ambience of the room is and this sound that just the microphone itself makes. So I take that and what I basically do is subtract that from the rest of the audio. So it eliminates a lot of the background noise and just gives you just their voice clearly. So then I, of course, come in, I introduce the, the guests, uh, we start the interview. And, and as Lauren mentioned, you know, again, if if the person feels that they didn't say that in the best way, I don't know why people do live shows. I don't know why they put that pressure on themselves. We just re-record it so that way they get the best information they can to the audience. And when we do something like that, Sean, I talk to you like you're right here sitting beside me. I'm curious, when you actually listen to that, what, what do you what do you think about that? Well, I kind of feel the same way too. It's like I'll be sitting there editing it and I'm here in my studio and I'm playing it back and you'll, you know, be talking to me like, okay, Sean, you know, take this out or this is a little, a little note for you, Sean. And a lot of times in my mind, I'm kind of almost responding to you. I'm like, okay, Trace, gotcha. You know, and I just start <laughs> I take, taking all, all that stuff out. And it's, yeah, it's basically like I'm sitting in, in the room with you, yet we're separated by, you know, days of when you actually recorded it. 
So I've started prepping my guests for that because I didn't tell them that I talked to this third person that they're never going to see and is not listed on the uh, on the program. And somebody stopped me like, who's this Sean guy? And I'm like, okay, I better, I better tell somebody, <laughs> I better tell the guest who Sean is and why I'm talking to him. Yeah, and I, and I, and I think that helps with the guests too to kind of set their mind at ease where it kind of takes the, the pressure off of them because they know that if they, you know, start saying something and they flub a line, like that's okay because we can just start it over again and I'll splice it all together to make it seem like it never happened. Yeah, you do an excellent job with that. I remember I mispronounced something that was technical. Uh, I think I said phosphate and I meant to say phosphonate. And I called you and, and you said no problem. And I, you didn't have me record anything new. You just had it so I said that. How did you do that? Yeah, I remember that. I had remembered that earlier in the episode, you had used the correct term phosphonate. So what I did is I went back and I copied you saying it earlier and I slid that in where the other word was. And luckily the intonation was similar enough where it wasn't noticeable. I, Lauren and I both listened to it and it was as if I actually said what you did on the final edit. I was amazed. As a matter of fact, I think you can take words and you can record an, an entire episode without me even doing anything. It is. I, I probably do have enough audio of you where I can make you say anything, pretty much. <laughs> that, that, that's intriguing and very scary at the same time. It can be. But that's the future, you know? <laughs> so soon, you won't even need Trace Blackmore for this show. Hopefully that day won't come because I really enjoy working here. So uh, then after we finish recording, we then send the files that uh, we've recorded to you. And now I have no idea what you do after that. So can you let the Scaling Up Nation know what you do when you receive all the audio files? Yeah. So what I usually do is I take, you know, the raw audio and I process it. I take out any little mouth noises and the background noise and stuff like that. And then I load it up into the program that I use is called Reaper that I use for all my editing. And I've developed a lot of shortcuts with that program where I just hit one key and it does, you know, chop up the files and then delete the parts I don't want and slide it together and kind of combine everything to make it go seamlessly. And I've also created these templates that has, you know, the music and our ads and tracks for everything. So, you know, I just take your, your intro and your outro and I slide that into the appropriate track. And then I take the main part of it, I take your voice, I slide that on that corresponding track, your, your guest audio, I slide that in there and then chop it up, tweak the EQ settings a bit, try to get it as clean and as try to bring out the best of each person's voice in there. And then I uh, just export it and then send it off to Lauren. And then she sends it to me and uh, I, I get the privilege of doing final approval. So I listen to it. Uh, I normally listen to it with headphones so I can hear everything. And occasionally I'll find something like the, the phosphonate phosphate issue. So then I, I contact you and I say, Sean, I, I made this mistake. Can you fix it? You kind of told us how, we, how you fixed that, but, but I'm curious, do you have to redo the entire file? How, what's that process like? No, what I use is 
It's called non-destructive editing. So I have er everything just set up in there and all I got to do is just go in there and make whatever changes I need, kind of drag everything back together and then re-export it and then send it to you guys for approval again. And then it's, it's good to go. So it really takes no time at all to make changes like that. So glad I have you guys on my team. We're glad to be here. <laughs> so you send that back to us. We approve it. And then, Lauren, that goes back to you. Yeah, so it's back to me. I upload the new file into our final folder. So that way we know that there's this is the good to go, ready, final episode. And from there, then we work on listening to the entire episode. We get out those timestamps for you, all of those cues and everything that have uh, come throughout the episode. So that way, if you need to be able to find something really quickly from the episode, we have that all written out for you. And then we write show notes. So Trace used to write those, but as you all know, he's very busy. And so since we've listened to the whole episode and we kind of know... Um, what Trace, how he kind of thinks. And so we get to write out some show notes for the episode that will kind of give you an overview. We include the person's bio and kind of talk about who the guest is. And then we pull out some key quotes that might be helpful for you because we use those as we promote the episode. And then we also find all the links that you need. So anything that Trace has mentioned, we want to make sure that you have a quick, easy way to navigate to those pages. And then from there, we just send it to Trace for approval on the show notes. Yeah. And Lauren, I, I think I shared this with you, but I get so much feedback that, you know, people are driving, they can't take notes, but they're okay with that because they know where to go to get that. If, if we mention a book, if we mention a white paper or anything, they know without a doubt that they're going to have an easy way to find that. Yeah, absolutely. And every episode, there's an easy link for it. So if you know the episode number, you can get to the webpage that's going to have all that information for you. So it's always scalinguph2o.com slash whatever the episode number is. So that's always really easy. We use a plugin called Pretty Links on WordPress because that's where our site is hosted. So that is a really helpful tool to be able to get you guys to navigate to any page that you need. Yeah, otherwise the the URLs are, are like 10 feet long. A mess, yeah, not helpful at all. And very hard to quote on the air. Yes, yeah, that's the other thing. We want to make it as simple as possible for Trace to share whatever that is for you. So now that we have uh, this perfect, wonderful episode, the next part of the process is how do we get it out to you guys? So we use a service called Libsyn where we upload the episode and that distributes it to all of the major podcast platforms. So if you download our episode, if you have it you know, saved to your library, it's going to put the new episode in there for you. But we also come up with a marketing plan for every episode. And so we create social media graphics and then we always post to LinkedIn articles. We post to the Water Network. We have a few different places um, that we try to reach out to and post about that episode when it releases so that it's getting into the hands of all of you guys. I think it was about a year ago, Sean brought an idea to us called an audiogram. So what is that and uh, how do we do it? 
Yeah, so audiograms are something that I started using on some other shows, and they just seemed like this cool kind of tool to not only promote the show, but to kind of highlight some of the best parts of the show. And so what I normally do is, as I'm listening to the show, I will make a note being like, that's a good little clip, or that's a good little clip. And then once I'm done editing, I'll go back and listen to each of them and try to find the best one-minute clip of the show that best summarizes what what the show is about. And so I will take that and I will pass that along to Lauren, where she works her magic and creates the uh, actual audiogram itself, which is kind of a video representation of that one-minute clip of audio that I pulled from the show. Yeah, we use an app called Headliner, where we upload that sound clip that Sean gives us and put a graphic behind it, and it actually gives you all the words. So that way, like if you don't have your sound on when you're on your computer and you're scrolling through LinkedIn and that pops up, it gives you the text. And so you're able to watch that and get a one-minute clip of what the whole episode is about. So it's a great tool to kind of draw people in and um, help them kind of know what what to expect, what the show is going to be about, and to hear, you know, straight from it's either Trace or the guest, something like that. But it's a good promotional tool for anything that you record. And I think that's a great example of how we as a team are working together to figure out, okay, what can we do better? How can we bring more information, easier information to the audience so they know about the next episode. Yeah, Trace, and, that, and that's one thing that I, I really like what you bring to the show in that you are always open for everyone else's ideas on on how we can make the show better. So when I'm out there and if I'm working on a, a different show or if I'm scrolling through social media and I see something that stands out to me that I think would help us promote the show or get the message across or reach out to, you know, the members of the Scaling Up Nation, I bring it to you and you're like, well, yeah, let's let's try that out. Let's see how that goes, you know? And every time that I brought an idea like that to you, you've always just been so open about it and because you just want to make this the best show that it can be. Absolutely, I do. And I appreciate all the ideas that we come up with. Another thing I'll add, uh, I didn't I, I didn't think about this until now, is uh, we as a team get together monthly just to talk about how things are going and if there are any of those new ideas out there. Yeah, we just get together and we just kind of brainstorm and just throw I- ideas out there. And, you know, sometimes one of us will just have a, a kernel of, of, of an idea and the rest of us will kind of ex- expand on that and see how we can make it so it works best for, for this show. The only other thing I was thinking is for something we've improved on is giving the guest tools to be able to promote their episode. So giving a plug, you know, for if you come on this, you have something to give out to your audience to help them know more about what you do. And I have to say, I'm always humbled at how proud people are to to come on this show. I think it's an honor to have guests on the show. But for them to really be proud of the product that the three of us are producing and and then post it on their social media, call their friends, tell them that they're going to be on a scaling up episode in two weeks or whenever it is, uh, I, I just I'm just so delighted by that. 
Yeah, I love that we have the chance to help any of our guests with their businesses, help them grow, help them find more clients or whatever it is, but we're able to send them some social media graphics or whatever. We always send a follow-up email and just say, hey, your episode's releasing this week. Here's some tools and ideas for sharing this with your audience so that that way you can, you know, hopefully get in front of some new people. You know, something that came out uh, in addition to the things that we've already talked about in one of the brainstorming sessions was the very last episode we did last year. And the idea was, what if we do a best of episode? So um, I'm kind of curious, how did we figure out what was the best of last year? Well, we kind of went back and forth because we were like, what should we do? Which one should we pick? We were like, well, instead of us deciding, let's look at what everybody else liked. So we looked at the stats of what were the top most listened to, downloaded episodes, the best feedback we got. And um, that's how we kind of came up with those top five episodes. Um, And then Sean was able to take it from there. So Sean, I'm curious. So now all I did was record the introduction and the ending of the show. So you have already made shows. How did you take those already made shows and lump them into a brand new show? What I did is I basically just queued up each one of those episodes that Lauren had told me, you know, were the most popular episodes. And I listened to them and I just, you know, kind of just skimmed through them and just, you know, tried to find the best clip in each one of those that I thought not only best represented the show, but combined kind of told the story of what had happened on the show throughout that past year. I found some clips, you know, that were like a minute long, but then I found, you know, these great in-depth conversations that you had with people, you know, and took a 10-minute clip of that and then just try to find a great balance between technical knowledge and how you always bring these kind of productivity tools and stuff to the show to try to help the listeners kind of be better at their at, at their job and in their personal life sometimes and just try to find the best group of clips that encapsulated what 2020 was for, for scaling up. Well, I don't mind telling you, I was a little nervous at that idea, but the fact that I had you guys behind me, that made me feel a lot better. But I was really worried people are going to say, oh, come on, Trace, give us a new show. That's just recycling an old show. But the opposite is what happened. We've gotten some great feedback on that. People have told me they've gone back and listened to those episodes again. So it was a great idea. Yeah, and I think a lot of the value that this show brings is you can sit down and you can listen to each episode as it comes out e- each week, but sometimes there's just so so much depth and so much detail and so much technical knowledge that comes from the show that it lends itself to repeat listens where each time you you, you listen to those episodes, you end up getting more and more out of it. I agree. And I think that Uh, If there's any topic that somebody wants to know about, all they have to do is go to our site and search and they can find some really helpful information. They maybe find a guest that's an expert in that and they can learn more than from going to that guest's website or whatever. It's just such a great resource to find exactly what you're looking for or listen week to week and hear new stuff that's going on. Yeah, and Lauren, to that end, you do a great job with keywords and metadata and things I know nothing about, but you put those in the episode to make them very easily searchable. And I've 
I've heard from several people that they were looking for some sort of technical document. And the first thing that came up on where to find it was scaling up H2O. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool that we're a trusted resource if you're you're looking for something. And Trace, you make it so practical and easy to use. But we do some research on keywords and what are people searching and what are people looking for when it comes to a certain topic. So instead of just putting a guest name on each episode, trying to figure out what's the guest talking about, what, what would people be searching and looking for? And then we kind of include all of that so that it's easy for anybody to find that's in this industry. Well, you both have listened to every single one of our episodes multiple times. I'm curious, can I just give you a test kit and you guys can go out and test water now? Sure. I kind of feel like I know more about water treatment than I probably should from somebody who's just a civilian in that field. But it's like, I I find myself as I'm editing the show, I'm kind of anticipating, like, I'll be listening to you talking about a topic. And I know, you know, it's like I'm almost finishing your sentences because I have been submersed in this this, this field for for, for years now, you know, like like every week listening to the show and going through it and I, I feel like I'm like, you know, like an honorary water treater now, you know? <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. Well, Sean, Lauren, this this has been a lot of fun. I, I've learned some things I don't think I fully understood on some of the things that you do behind the scenes. And I know the Scaling Up Nation is finally getting that question answered. What are all the steps that has to happen in order to get the product that they listen to each and every Friday? Well, just like every episode, I ask lightning round questions. And I know you guys have listened to every single episode. You've heard me ask those questions to all the guests. You know how the guests have answered those. So I'm going to mix it up a little bit with you. So these are brand new, never before taken out of the bag questions for the lightning round. You guys ready? Yes. I'm ready. All right. So uh, first question what is the most difficult item about producing the show? I would say for me, it's understanding all of the technical stuff when there's episodes with a ton of math or any of those items, trying to understand that, which it's awesome and so interesting, I think, but uh, trying to understand that so that I can write about it and promote it and know how to speak to people who understand and deal with this every day to know how to talk about it with them. Yeah, I would say for me, probably the most difficult item, and this very rarely happens, but I know that now, um, just due to the nature of the show and because everybody's, you know, in lockdown now because of COVID and everything, where all of the interviews have to be done remotely. And a lot of the times, you know, not everybody has the best internet connection or has, you know, the best microphone or whatever, that sometimes it takes a little more massaging than usual to get the guest audio to be as great as it can possibly be. But we've never really had an issue where, you know, anybody's audio was unusable. It's just sometimes it just takes a little bit more work to get everything up to the standard that we're used to for the show. What do you think is the most improved item since we started the show, which has been about four years ago? I think we just continually refine and improve our process using better tools and just cleaning things up and using the planner to keep everything organized. Now that we have so many hands in it, 
we just have to have the best, cleanest process. And so I think we're constantly figuring out how to make that better, just so that all the handoffs are seamless as it goes from person to person to make sure that we've got everything the way it should be. For me, I think the most improved, again, would just be the the sound quality that we have. Trace has been able to upgrade his equipment. You know, he has this high quality broadcast microphone that just makes it so much easier to get an, an amazing sound out of the equipment that that he uses. And we've have just refined and tweaked all of our little processes to get the highest quality sound that we can for the show. Now, this next one, I normally don't get nervous about asking guests lightning round questions, but I'm a little nervous about this one. So what is something you don't think the audience knows about me? Um, I would say that Trace has an actual other full-time job and he does scaling up on top of everything. So I just am continually impressed at all that you're able to do and juggle and just how much work you put into this and how much you care about the water treatment industry and developing everybody and making everybody better. Just you put so much effort into the show and you do it all on top of uh, running your business and doing all the other stuff that you do. So we usually work, uh, it probably is two days a week of actual work that you're putting in on top of the rest of your job. And truth be known, I, I could not do that without the both of you. Thank you. Thank you. I would say for me, the most surprising thing would probably be that Trace is the exact same person that you hear on the show that, that he is in, in real life. I mean, he's one of the nicest guys that I know. And I, I know that, that he created the show in order to kind of share not only his knowledge, but the knowledge of all the people that, that he knows with the audience. And that person that you hear on the show is exactly who Trace is in, in real life. My next question, do you have a favorite episode? Yeah, I do. I think my favorite one that we've done was probably uh, the one that we spoke about earlier, which was the last episode of 2020. Normally, Trace will just send me his interviews and I edit that for what that is. But that episode, it allowed me to kind of have some creativity and also just to go back through the previous year's episode and kind of revisit a lot of my favorite moments in the show and then assemble that as something that I thought can be as entertaining as possible for the listeners. Um, for me, my favorite episode was the Jeff Henderson episode 115, where we talked about marketing and just I felt like I learned so much that I was able to even apply in my own business and all that I do. Um, I thought that was very helpful. And I just love that Trace is able to bring all different types of guests on that have all different experts and help really holistically help you with all areas of life and not just in the technical stuff. So my last question, you now have an open mic a direct line to the Scaling Up Nation. What do you want to tell them? I would say since we work so hard to make this the best and it's such a collaborative effort between everybody and all of our guests, I would just ask you guys to share and tell your friends, tell one person about the show that may not know about it and 
share it on your social media platforms when you get a chance and leave comments for us and give us feedback and let us know because we just, our heart is really to make this the best thing possible for the water treatment industry. I would certainly like to reiterate what Lauren said of, yeah, just helping get the word out about the show. And I also just wanted to thank the audience because I know how involved they can be and how much the audience cares about the show and how the feedback they give Trace and the questions that they send him. And I just really appreciate everything that, that the audience does for the show. Well, I want to thank you both for coming on this episode. Of course, you're part of every episode. But I think now the Scaling Up Nation realizes that, you know, it's not just me. It's a team. There's a lot of things that have to happen in order to get the final product that they get to listen to. And I just want to thank you both for making that final product so awesome. Thank you, Trace. Thank you. Nation, I have to tell you, that was a fun interview. I can't tell you how high I hold those two individuals in regard. They, they are amazing. The, the podcast is, is this living entity. Uh, it's not something that's, that's just mine. Uh, it's something that I created originally, but the, the two individuals you just heard from helped me take that idea and we're continuously figuring out what the next level is. And the exciting thing is they are just as proud of it as I am. And, and as being the creator of it, that is incredibly awesome. I will tell you that there was probably a point in my life, not with the podcast, but earlier than that, that if, if I had something, I had to be the person that did everything with it. Otherwise, it wasn't mine. And I realized, one, I wasn't going to get as far as I could get if I had help. And two, that was a really selfish attitude because you could hear how passionate Sean and Lauren were as they were talking uh, about this show. So, so who am I to keep all of that to myself? So the next time that you're thinking about a, a big project, you're thinking about something, think about how you could get that accomplished even better, even bigger, if you had people to help you. And, and again, I could not have better people on my team. And uh, a couple of shout outs to the people on my team. So Lauren, congratulations. Uh, she's expecting her second child. And Sean is uh, getting ready to do an endeavor to come out with his own podcast. Super proud of him with that. And, and I have to tell you, I, I, always, I always laugh when I do my recordings. And I think everybody knows, especially after this show, that I don't do live recordings. I record them. Occasionally you get tongue-tied. Sometimes you even hear those on the show because they're just funny and we want to put them on there. But I will have conversations with Sean as I'm speaking. And I remember on uh, one of my guests, I just started having this conversation with Sean and I didn't tell the guest that who Sean was and they thought I was absolutely nuts. And uh, I, I took time out after we were asking questions. And I said, well, is there, is there anything else you want to talk about? And, and she kind of looked at me and she said, well, yeah, who's, who's this Sean individual? Is this an imaginary person in your head? And, and I had to explain that. So now in our procedures, and as you know, I'm a huge procedure guy. It says that I'm going to explain, you know, how we do the editing and, and how I give audible cues to Sean just to make it easier so I don't have to go back and make notes. They're all in the, in the file right there. 
By the way, the, the checklist method is something that I've used for years. And the reason I do that is I think really hard whenever I do something for the first time. And then maybe it might be a while before I do it again. I don't have to think about it anymore. I just open up that checklist and I can just check off the items as I do it. So I, I highly recommend that. Sean Lorne, thanks again for coming on the podcast. Of course, you not only came on the podcast, you are part of each and every episode. Really could not do this without you. Folks, another thing I can't do without you is continue to answer your questions and interview the guests that you want me to interview. So if you will, please share that information with me by going to scalinguph2o.com. You can do that in two ways. You can navigate over to our show ideas page and let me know what you are thinking. You, of course, heard what we do with all of that information, and that really helps us with our planning and getting the right stuff to you. Or if you have a question, you can leave a voicemail for us. Folks, this episode was possible because many of you did that very thing. And again, I wouldn't have come up with that on my own. I didn't think that you thought that that was interesting. And because you did that, I can't tell you how much I enjoyed this interview, this show. So thank you for all those people that wrote in with that question. Folks, I, I don't know what else to say. So I'm going to tell you to have a great week. We'll have another new episode for you next week. In the meantime, learn something new and take care of each other. Take care, everybody. 